Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bits. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, discussing all things English football, of course, there is the Premier League to turn our attention to, as well as the FA Cup, where two of England's biggest giants, well, not really biggest giants, but two of England's best teams, Lockhorns, in the semi-finals of the FA Cup. Of course, I'm talking about Manchester City and Liverpool. And of course, to dissect all the action with me is... Chadley Nagel, as well as Brian Niker. Gentlemen, um, the ESPN boys are in town. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be here. It's been a while and I'm um, happy to be back doing uh, the podcast with you guys talking all things football. Brian? Yeah, thanks guys. It's always a pleasure being here. I'm looking forward to some action, especially that um, City and Liverpool after the midweek uh, Champions League. It's looking like it's going to be a tasty one on the weekend. Yeah, so let's get straight to it then, Brian. I'll start to use Manchester City and Liverpool did produce a crazy game of football last week. Two teams with an enormous amount of quality going head to head, not giving any, not giving each other a chance to play and I suppose a draw was somewhat the fair results at the end, but then of course they did play in midweek and Manchester City had to sort of grind out what they had already started in the first leg against Atletico Madrid, while for Liverpool it was just maintaining that lead as well. So how did they come into this uh, weekend's encounter? Uh, uh, Ryan Liberty wrote the game in this week's issue of Soccer Betting News. I'm, I'm thinking I'm leaning with him. He's, okay. he's favouring Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool on the win draw. He said he can't see them losing this weekend. Uh, I'm agreeing with him after I see Champions League. Because mm-hmm. uh, as you said, City were made to work and they were kicked around a bit. Uh, on a lot of <laughs> uh, on the other hand, like Liverpool rested many of the key players. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll stick with Ryan for that one. Liverpool win. Sure. Uh, so obviously the fullbacks return, Mo Salah from the start, Sadio Mane, uh, Fabinho. It's going to be a Liverpool team we sort of recognise again, Chad. Yeah, a uh, quality Liverpool t- team. Um, but, you know, just I just want to say the one thing that Ryan Liberty said that I didn't agree with was he said... Everything? Liverpool, well, he said Liverpool win draw and he says that's provident fun confidence. Yeah, that's crazy <laughs> talk. Yeah, no, I think um, obviously like you said you kind of backtracked when you said the two biggest English clubs. I, I, I would think that you got that right in the first the first time you said it. I think um, these are the two biggest, the two best, and not, not just England's best, but probably the two best teams in world football at the moment. Um, this FA Cup quarterfinal, uh, uh, semi-final, sorry, is probably uh, an early look-in on the potential Champions League final mm-hmm. this season because we're expecting uh, both Liverpool and Manchester City to make the final as well. Um, so um, it should be a, a cracking contest. If, if uh, there should be fireworks, as we've seen, um, like we saw in the you know in the first leg when they well in the last encounter at least when they drew two all. It was a fantastic game of football. Um, it's a game of uh, individual quality. Uh, some world class players to step up mm. and uh, just drive their team forward and hopefully uh, book a spot in the final. I think it's. Uh, Honestly, so close to to pick uh, to decide. I think I'm probably going to go for a draw. Yeah, I know I'm sitting on the f- yeah. I'm probably sit- I'm, I know I'm sitting on the fence here, but it's just very uh, little to separate these two. So not entirely disagreeing with Brian. Of course, Brian went for <coughs> a draw, and that means that you then agree with Ryan Liberty, who can't tip a winner if it hits him in the face. But <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I feel like Manchester City claim. Uh, well, 
not three points, but I feel like they claim bragging rights over Liverpool. They were the better team last week, of course, that was with home ground advantage. But I feel like with the FA Cup pedigree that they have and, you know, winning this tournament so many times in the past couple of years and Liverpool taking it seriously for the first time. Yes, they are where they are, but this is literally the first time they took it serious, um, at least for as long as I can remember. So I feel like a bit of jittery nerves could kick in. Um, Trent Alexander playing what these first FA Cup semi-finals. A lot of the players playing their first FA Cup semi-finals. So they don't really know what this feels like. And we saw where experience mattered most uh, last week, Chad, well, in the week where Real Madrid wanted, went to extra time. Real Madrid should have sort of showed their experience against Chelsea. So I feel like this could be one of those games where experience matters most. So yeah, Manchester City, I went on for too long, but I feel like Manchester City won that. Um, so talks of the quadruple are over this Sunday? I feel like talks of a quadruple are over and it will be two teams chasing a treble. Um, Interesting. But that being said, there is another FA Cup semi-final. Um, I know we're treating this like it's the final because it's two of the best teams in the land. But of course, Chelsea take on Crystal Palace, Chad. Yeah, um, and you'd expect Chelsea to progress. I think it was a favourable draw. I mean, um, not no disrespect to Crystal Palace. But they're not Man City or Liverpool. Exactly, <laughs> and they they are a top team. Um, you know, credit to um, to the to um, uh, Patrick Vieira, who's uh, who's had a fantastic debut season as as a Palace boss. You know, he's got the team um, playing a nice brand of football, attacking football, and they've managed to caused some great upsets. They've upset the likes of uh, Arsenal, uh, Tottenham. I remember that 3-0 victory. They mm. beat Arsenal recently, 3-0. And they've Manchester City, as good as we were raving about them a, a minute ago, uh, Palace were, uh, City were unable to beat uh, Palace this season. So, they didn't even score again. Yeah, yeah so, um, but you know, the, the, the one player who makes this Palace team tick is Conor Gallagher, the uh, Chelsea Loney I think him being unable to play uh, against his parent club I think that's a massive uh, blow to Vieira uh-huh. I think um, Chelsea uh, honestly even had he played I, I still think Chelsea are, are just should be too strong to uh to, to get the job done but I just think that you know with no Conor Gallagher Chelsea uh, having reached the FA Cup finals the last two seasons going for the third time hopefully third time's a charm mm-hmm. um, and especially this competition being the last uh, chance of more silverware for Thomas Tuchel I mm-hmm. think he'd want to end the season off on a high I think Chelsea win this game Yeah speaking of that experience that I mentioned earlier Brian Chad alluded to <coughs> Chelsea are here every season. It's becoming a norm for them to either reach the final or semi-finals in the FA Cup. And they've been there for the past two years now. This is looking, they're looking to go there for the third year in a row. I feel like they'll get there. Yeah, I think quite comfortably, uh, as Chad mentioned, um, mm. Conor Gallagher. I don't think uh, Vera can be a brilliant manager, but I don't think he has a like-for-like replacement. So he's going to be one key player short. And uh, I think Chelsea minus one handicap quite comfortable so Chelsea to do it in 90 minutes of course that will be an all blue final uh, in the FA Cup and of course blue ribbons will be on the tournaments once again but of course there's Premier League action to turn our attention to as well the race for top four is really heating up um, there's three teams really in and around those positions Tottenham, Man United and Arsenal who I feel like it's come down to uh, Brian you want to touch on Man United's chances against Norwich <laughs> the little bit of chance that they have um 
Yeah, we struggle against these teams. Mm. To be perfectly honest, the 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 Man Citys and the the bigger teams. Uh, I think we pick our hands up. We we show up for those games and then. Yeah, those are the games you only lose like three one and stuff. Years where you really. <laughs> I think. The, it's it's in our history. We always lose to a relegation team. Mm. The three teams come up. We play six games, and Man United must lose one every season. So I'm a bit scared. That um, Dean Smith is a top coach. He's been mm. getting some some draws and some results. So even the players that are going to be relegated, some of them still want to play for Premier League clubs. So yeah. it's a chance for them. But I see I see United winning it narrow two one. Uh, so Man United to win and both teams to score us. Perhaps a safer bet. Um, Maguire to score first and then United to score two in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brian's joking. <laughs> no, he means Maguire will get an own goal. <laughs> uh, but that's excellent punting. If it does come true. Uh, Chad, Man United, Norwich. Yeah, Manchester United, six points behind fourth place Spurs. Um, they can't afford to drop any more points or, mm. you know, their they season will end um, like. But then it will be disastrous not making um, top four because, you know, even with Eric Tenag, who's likely to come in, um, you know, that Champions League football in, uh, attracts, you know, the, the best players in the world to want to come to the club, to buy into your vision. Mm. Um, I'm sure he's got his, uh, he's, he has a set of targets already. I'm sure looking at the current United team, as woeful as they've been, he's probably thinking about the, the transfer market already. So, um, but that being said, you're playing Norwich at home. Uh, Norwich, uh, probably the first team to officially be relegated this season. That's likely to happen. Mm. I think uh, if you can't put them to the sword in front of your uh, home crowd, then honestly, then the problems at United are bigger than we than we imagine. You mentioned Tottenham. Tottenham, of course, hold all the keys to the top four race, being in that fourth spot currently and then having to still play Arsenal later uh, this season. They host Brighton, of course. This is the early kickoff at Saturday. Yeah, um, should be an interesting game, but I think um, Spurs are should be um, heavy favourites to win this tie. I know uh, Brighton obviously will mm. come into this matchup um, high on confidence following that impressive two-one uh, away win at against Arsenal, um, and they'll be looking for another upset against the, another North London club in their own backyard. But I just think Spurs, the way they're playing right now, they're playing with the swagger. Antonio Conte has done a uh, a fine job in uh, fine tuning um, uh, them and getting them to buy into his 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 brand of football. Mm. Um, you know, he's got them working hard. They chase every ball. They're good when they have the ball. They're good when they don't have it as well. And I just think they're the form team and uh, they're in pole position as well for top four. They've won four in a row and having won the last two meetings against Brighton should be. Uh, should be a comfortable win for them. Yeah, but I suppose the only worry, Brian, is that whenever you feel like you put so much trust in Spurs, that's when they really let you down. A lot like the other teams you support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me clear it up. I have a Spurs shirt. So, um, yeah. I think Brighton, they, they did play well um, against against Arsenal. I think that midfield is very powerful. Mm. If you include Mwepu, um, Wood, uh, Bisoma, and then you've got some decent ball players and they also work hard off the ball. Mm. So they're going to the make it difficult. as well, Kukurela. As yeah, well. Kukurela has been brilliant since he's come in. Um, I still think I can be biased. Uh, I can use Don's line the early game <laughs> and I want Spurs <laughs> to drop points, but uh, I don't see it. I think Kane scores and I think Spurs win. So, uh, 
yeah, that looks like one for all multiples. It's so hard to disagree as much yeah. as I really have so much hatred or anger or resentment towards that club. Um, not right and the other one. Um, I feel like there's, you know, like you have to be sensible at this point, especially around Easter time where money's <laughs> tight and, you know, a lot is happening in the country. So we need to spend it wisely. And perhaps backing Spurs is the right thing to do. I know no, they're a sure bet. Yeah. Well, that's Chad's handwriting or out of Chad's mouth, not mine. But yeah, let's talk about a team <laughs> that I usually talk about. Of course, Arsenal, um, Brian, Southampton off the back of a 6-0 defeat but still have something to believe in going into this game. Yeah, I think Southampton, they do have good players. Mm -hmm. uh, on the day they pitch up, they can play excellent football. Um, Amanda Broja couldn't play against Chelsea, so he's fit, he's, he's ready to go. I think he's, uh, he's counting his goals so he could possibly tell Chukul, like, uh, call me back, I want to play for Chelsea. He couldn't play against his parent club, but could play against his future club. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been linked to Arsenal. He's, mm -hmm. he's actually a top player. And as you're saying, it might be an audition for him where mm. he shows Arsenal that he wants to play for them. If he wants to play Champions League, football, he should, you know, wear no studs on his boots or something. But yeah, yeah. The way the game goes, I think, uh, I think he finds a net, but Arsenal still win it. So. Chad? Yeah, I think this this for me, um, looking at the you know the six fixtures in the Premier League, this for me is probably the most eye-catching fixture. Um, just uh, ba based on quality, pure quality, Southampton, um, yes, they were awful uh, against Chelsea. They were, they were actually probably the, okay, I can't even say the worst I've seen them because this team normally catch a 9-0 uh, every season yeah. now. It's quite it's quite so the that norm. was an underperformance from Chelsea. I, I, think, I, I think it was, <laughs> I think it was so bizarre that uh, the goalkeeper, Fraser Forster, had like, probably was one of the best players on the field. And that was like, that tells you so much. But, you know, as as, as bad as they've been, uh, Brian's just mentioned, you know, Broja coming in, their teenage mm. talisman, he'll give them some bites up front, uh, offer them a focal point as well. Um, Arsenal, though, they come into this game having lost their last two games. So, you know, it's uh, Arteta will expect them to bounce back, especially on the back of Southampton's poor uh, showing against uh, Chelsea last weekend. So I, I think we'll get a, I think we'll have a good game of football. I think it'll be end-to-end -end stuff, um, some nice attacking football on display. The 9-10 to 10 on Arsenal, you know, that that's enticing. Um, but, you know, I, I just think perhaps the, the best bets in this game is both teams to score. But uh, because Arsenal need this more, I think they, they might, they, they probably will enough but I do expect a, a much improved performance from the Saints yeah so that sort of it's quite a I don't know how I feel because of course we all agree that Tottenham won and we all agree um, that Man United uh, show up and we all agree that Arsenal will you know do really relatively well so that sort of keeps things as they are then playing for the top four days yeah, I think uh, three beatable teams for those three teams going for, for top four. I mm. think uh, for another week, it's going to be like this. And mm. then I think it's going to change in midweek where United play Liverpool and Chelsea play Aston. And maybe there'll be a small jump in the log. Yeah, how are you feeling about that? Of course, I'm talking about the Liverpool and United fixture for you. I'm quite confident about that game because mm -hmm. uh, against the big opposition, I, I like United's chances. Um, against teams like Norwich, I, I don't know what to expect from us, honestly. Um, so the Norwich results wouldn't be dependent on... Because obviously this game is next week, Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So whether Man United drop points against Norwich, you still feel like 
Liverpool go, uh, Man United rather, go into the same sort of mindset into the Liverpool game? Uh, I think that 5-0 had a lot uh, to do with it. I think we're going all guns blazing for that one. Yeah. And uh, I remember last season we beat City and then the next game we lost to Sheffield United. Sheffield United lost for 14 or 15 games in a row yeah. and then we gave them a win. So it, all he's counted as three points, but uh, I really loved six points. But uh, I think Norwich should give us a hard time and at Anfield you're always up for a game. So what's your result then? Um, 2-1 versus Norwich and 3-1 uh, versus Liverpool. 3-1 in which? Yeah, at Anfield we beat them. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. you woke up. Quite the dream you're living there. Um, Chelsea against Arsenal, of course, that's the other midweek uh, battle that, you know, stands out. Uh, Liverpool and Man United is, of course, yeah. Tuesday. This feels like another week of Champions League football. I mean, it could yeah. be if things go according to plan in terms of uh, Arsenal's destiny. But I yeah. think Tottenham will be wanting to gain from, from this. Certainly. Um, I don't feel like they'll catch Chelsea now, but they'll probably be blue on Wednesday. Our teams gave them a big chance since the international break because... Uh, mm. I think uh, Arsenal lost two games and we drew with Leicester and then we lost to Everton. So yeah. it was all for Spurs to take. Yeah, I don't think anyone's looking at United though. By now. <laughs> but Chelsea <laughs> against Arsenal, Chad. Um, Tottenham and this will be a London derby. But more than that, because Chelsea will have the support of Tottenham and the supports of Chelsea. Yeah. And then maybe just even you enough. saying that Chelsea having the supports of Tottenham just doesn't doesn't even sound right. But then we benefited from Tottenham beating um, was it Leicester last yeah. final game of the season yeah. for us to secure top four. So uh, they'll be hoping they really turn the favor. So, I guess. so now maybe with the two clubs combined, maybe then <laughs> <laughs> then there'll be like you know the same amount of fans. But yeah, Chad Chelsea, how are you feeling? Um, I feel confident um, because of the last two performances I've seen mm. from Chelsea. Fantastic against um, Southampton. Um, we I, we talked about their six 0 win. Um, honestly, could have been more. Mm. Uh, superb performance against away to Real Madrid. Uh, few teams can go to the Bernabeu and do that. Um, we were unfortunate not even uh, to to go through. But I think. Um, you know, Arsenal, well, obviously it's a London derby. Arsenal are always fired up for this uh, game. I think gone are the days where Chelsea would just dominate this fixture and we'd kind of expect three points before mm. kickoff. Um, but I think um, Arsenal, um, you know, they tend to raise their game against us uh, despite what the table says, despite the, you know, the... Despite who's missing at the time. Despite the players available, uh, you know, Arsenal just tend to dig deep and, and, you know, like really come to the party mm. uh, for this one. And you you can even think back to the recent, um, was was it 2020 FA Cup final win? Yeah. Uh, where That's Arsenal, uh, you know, stunned Chelsea. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a difficult game. I think um, Arsenal, I think they're going to have to attack Chelsea. Chelsea are in a good position. Um, they're in pole position to, to clinch top four. I think, Chelsea, the onus is more, but the onus more on Arsenal to come in attack and the way Chelsea have been playing at home mm. uh, lately, which hasn't been so great. I think, I think we can see, we, we might see more of a relaxed approach from um, Thomas Tuchel's side. Of course, he, he'd want his players like 
you know, like high energy, uh, you know, want the high uh, energy levels up. But I just think that Chelsea can do it the point here. And I, I don't think it's the worst result for us. I think for Arsenal, it's more to grab the three. I think the draw, and I honestly want us to go for all three, but I think the draw is probably the, the, the best bet. Yeah. I'll make a huge statement here. And do not quote me on this. Do not make a trend anyway. Forget it even happened if it doesn't come true. Arsenal don't beat Southampton this weekend, but Arsenal do not lose next week against Chelsea. Call me crazy, call me whatever, but I feel like that's just the way Arsenal have been. And that's, I feel like Southampton at their hometown, I know they just got battered six there, but it's not the game that Arsenal are really trying to make a statement in, if you get what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of the London derby, the... Chelsea are Although there's plenty to play for uh, I, I, in Southampton's game. Yeah, no, true, which I know just makes it so much more tougher. But it's for me, it's just knowing that for Arsenal, knowing that there's a team that's better than you, that's got more trophies than you, more success. Um, everything's in their favour and Southampton don't have that with Arsenal. Arsenal, we've got all the success. We've got all the riches at our hands. But with Chelsea, we don't. And that's why I feel like Arsenal have done well against Chelsea is because we always go into every game and Chad mentioned the FA Cup final we always go into it as you're going to be better than us we'll just play our game of football and I feel like I disagree with Chad saying that Arsenal will attack Chelsea I feel like Chelsea being the team they are will always play possession football even if it's against Man City especially at Stamford Bridge so that will again but how I'm seeing it as benefit yeah. Arsenal and could then, be Leave mm-hmm. the likes of Saka alone with Alonso or leave Martinelli alone with Reese James or just isolate mm-hmm. one of the fullbacks with one of our wingers and then just try and hope that, you know, individual brilliants can sort of nick something. But uh, When Brian, is uh, Tomiyasu coming back? Does he even exist? I thought he stopped playing football. It's, <laughs> in fact, he does exist. I saw him in a picture. He was, he was, <laughs> he was actually on the bench um, behind. I think you'll miss Thomas Party as well. Yeah, uh, of course, Thomas Partey's going to be out. Kieran Senior's going to be out. But if Tamias is back, then obviously, obviously Chedric can go to the left back. Um, but yeah, I feel like Arsenal will concede. So it's not really about who we have at the back. Um, I'm talking about against Chelsea. It's more about how we can hide Chelsea and how we can respond to what and they do can. to us. Yeah. And uh, I will leave my prediction on that note. Ryan, your take on this game, short and sweet? Um, sure. Maybe just pick a result. Maybe don't go too in-depth on it. <laughs> Uh, do you love your job or do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, this one, um, there's always goals in this game. It's mm. always entertaining games. Um, I say Lacazette scores in this one. Like, um, Anytime scorer, right? Yeah, I'm going for, for a wild card in this one. Yeah, yeah I call Lacazette scores. Uh, as you're saying, it's a, it's one of those big ones where mm. his future is uh, is on the verge. He doesn't know if he's going, if he's staying, if a player like Roger is coming. On the verge all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like a, I'd like a draw for, like for United's sake. I'd like a draw um, for top six or I don't know. And for for <laughs> Panthers' sake. Uh, for Panthers' sake, I think there's goals. Both teams mm. score and over two point five uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, definitely over 2.5. Um, yeah, so that's it from us uh, in the Hit the Target studios, of course. Uh, for more content, there is um, you know, updates constantly on the Hollywood Bits page as well as the Soccer Bits in News page. Of course, we've got two of the um, experts in 
in-house in, in the podcast being Chad Nagel, um, the editor, and as well as Brian, who's a strong analyst in that team. Um, gentlemen, it's such a pleasure and such a delight to have you guys, you know, unpacking that football brain of yours. Um, Brian, you said a lot, but we forgive you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, until next week and all the best for the Easter weekend. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks. It's been great uh, discussing football with you guys and all the best. Enjoy the football and good luck with your teams. Uh, I've got a good bet this weekend. I think uh, Brentford beat uh, Watford at Vicarage Road. It's uh, 31 to 20. Is it going for a third win in a row this month? Oh, 31 to 20. Excellent price indeed. And up the bees. Cheers. Cheers.